0: What's up everybody? Brian here, the primary editor and the voice of Tom. At the current moment of this recording, it's been a long time since we first aired the prologue of episode 4. And we've since decided to remove it from our playlist because Vaughn's audio was so terrible that we actually saw a drop in our numbers after this episode. Like people would just shut the podcast off and be like, I'm done. (laughs) At least that's what the numbers reflected. It, It truly was painful to listen to. The quality of the mic he was using was bad anyway, but on top of that, his roommates were all shouting in the background throughout the session, and the cleanup of his audio led to him sounding ghostly and hard to understand. It was real bad. So, if you do want to suffer through the hour-long original, a link to the download is available in the description of this episode. But, if you'd like to skip it for your own sanity, I'll provide a quick summary with the highlights of what happened. So here we go. Falk, Tom, and Tristan headed into the confinement and entered into a dingy apartment building. The same apartment building where they had originally started their chase with the Baudelaire's who had escaped out a broken window. I can't exactly say I blame the vampires for trying to get out of here.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not peak living conditions for sure, but uh, you never know what they came from. Could have been even worse than this.
0: Upon the agent's arrival, they encountered some brown-coat officers guarding the entrance. The browncoats said they had sent one of their men up to the apartment. Tom and Falk took the stairs as Tristan took the lift. Reaching the sixth floor, Tom and Falk could hear voices arguing on the floor above them. But they made their way to the Baudelaire's apartment, and Falk entered without knocking. He's still inside Oh, them? he
1: said to knock first. I, I, right. I unlock and go right in without knocking.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I follow behind. Eventually, finally getting off the slow elevator, Vaughn joined them and Tom instructed him to go check on the argument from the floor above. Vaughn declined, so Tom decided to go up himself. I step back and I see him coming and I and I, I, say, um, hey I, th- I think we got this covered, you wanna go check out that fight up there Christian, see what that's all about. <laughs> uh, Tristan kind of looks, stops, and gives, uh, gives him a weird look and looks behind him, and asks uh, who are you talking to? Who's, who's Christian? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Kristen, Kirsten. He means you, Greenhorn. Get up there. He, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tristan can't help but roll his eyes. Now what the hell do you want me to go up there for? It's probably just two lovers having a lover's quarrel. You just tell him to keep it down. I don't know if I want to get involved in that. Hey, it's
1: probably two witnesses that might know something about what we're trying to look up yet.
0: I decided that if he's going to be a whiny, uh, whiny little bastard, I'm gonna go do it myself. So I go up to, to up the stairs. Falk entered into the Baudelaire's apartment, a few steps, and then tripped over a brown coat laying on the floor in a huge puddle of blood. He had scratches and his arms were bent in unnatural ways.
1: So you step in and, uh, you walk in like four or five steps and you trip over something. And you look down and there is a huge puddle of blood and a brown coat laying face down in the center of it. Um, There are scratches and uh, his arms are bent in very sickening and unnatural ways and uh, there there is blood everywhere. The fact that you contaminated this crime scene is super unimpressive. Like you should <laughs> oh, have absolutely fuck. seen this. Oh my god. Uh, I, I call it. And in Tristan, and I, um... you totally see that happen, by the way.
0: <laughs> Very impressive detective work, my man. Falk reported the body to HQ, and Tristan went down to the lobby to start blocking off the exits. Meanwhile, on the seventh floor, Tom went to the source of the argument and began listening at the door. The fight sounded like a domestic dispute. Some glass shattered inside, so Tom threw open the door. As soon as the glass shatters, I try the door handle. It's unlocked. I throw it open, and I uh, I draw my pistol, and I saunter. I, not saunter, I, I walk in. <laughs> oh, I just got the visual
1: of you, like, kicking in a fucking door, and then skipping into the room, like, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, like it's the guy so so. John what do we have
0: here? <laughs> Finding a male and a female orc inside the room, the woman seemed nervous to speak, so Tom ordered the orc man to step outside. The orcish man ended up fleeing the scene, but Tom didn't care. Why don't you uh, step outside, give us a moment. And I, I, I fiddle with the, the cock of my gun, the hammer. The cock of your gun. (laughs) I fiddle a little bit with the balls of my my gun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I'm sitting here in a Discord channel with three gun enthusiasts. (laughs) (laughs) Not not the labia of your gun, right? No.
1: (laughs) I gently rub the nipples of my gun. (laughs) Man, I wish I could find my gun's clitoris. (laughs) You know the gun orgasm? It probably doesn't even really exist. (laughs) Holy fuck. (laughs) I don't remember where we were at all (laughs)
0: now. Cut back to the Baudelaire's apartment, Falk examined the brown coat body on the floor, just inside the entrance, and could tell that the man had been attacked by something humanoid and very strong. The time of death? Super fresh. Scanning the room, he also noticed a second window had been broken, besides the one that the Baudelaire's had fled from, and he remembered luggage being on the table, which had now been thrown aside, and some of the bags were missing. He radioed down to the guards at the entrance, and they said they'd let a couple of orcs go since they thought they were only supposed to be stopping vampires from leaving, but other than that, no one had left nor entered the building. Cut back to the seventh floor, and Tom began questioning the lady. Your husband?
1: Yeah. He gets angry when he's drunk.
0: How often does he go out?
1: Well, since he lost his job, almost every night.
0: Do you know where places he frequents?
1: There's a speakeasy run by Donnie Smiles, maybe 12 blocks from here.
0: What's the name of it?
1: You don't got a name. You're not supposed to know it exists.
0: Have you ever heard your husband, perhaps in his drunken states, mention anything about his business, the people he hangs out with, what's going on?
1: Okay, so one of the... uh, She does tell you, however, the address of the speakeasy. And if you guys recall, you've already been given 1231 East Barovia Drive. Same address. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question, please, Tom?
0: You ever hear your husband, perhaps in his drunken state, ever mention any of his business, the people he hangs out with, anything that goes on with him? Well...
1: I mean, nobody's gonna ever know that I talked to you, right? Correct. Well, I don't know if you know Donnie, but uh, ever since the Coven went under, he's he's been making moves, and now that he's got money, he holds a he holds a poker game, and you know it's mostly it's mostly the Vamps, but because uh, you know they have. They got blood. Like, not the... Not the the synthetic stuff or the animal stuff. Real human blood.
0: I fiddle with my cigar. Does the name Strahd von Zurovich ring a bell? No, who is he? If you don't know, it's probably better that you don't know. You know Donnie well. Have you interacted with him? Has he ever been here? No. Um... One of, uh...
1: One of my friends, uh, Nicolette, um, she said that her brother was running with Donnie. She was real worried
0: about him. Did Nicolette live in these apartments with you? Yeah, just- just downstairs. I'd like to ask you to come back to the station with me.
1: Uh, can I go separate? They can't see me going with any law. I'll I'll ne- I'll never survive. I'm telling you, if they see me with the law, they will kill me. I, I, I'll i go, but I, I gotta go separate from you.
0: Why don't you meet me there this evening?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah okay, but, but I mean, please, you've gotta promise me that nobody's
0: gonna know. There's a back door. If you wait in the alley, I'll uh, meet you there. Yeah, alright. I'll be there around eight. In the Baudelaire's apartment. Falk went to peer out the second broken window and discovered something had clawed its way up the side of the building. Then he heard a click of a gun's cock, I mean hammer, within the room. He ducked just as a shot rang out.
1: You hear the sound of a hammer being cocked back and you immediately throw yourself to the side as you hear a huge explosion behind you and you see... Pieces of the wall start to fly, the wall and window frames start to fly in different directions as you hear the whoosh of something moving super quickly past your
0: face. Tom, hearing the shot from the other room, began racing to the scene. Falk, meanwhile, turned to see a pale figure with a shotgun.
1: So you're prone, you've called it in, you turn around, and you see there is a pale figure with long white hair, holding a double-barreled shotgun, he's got on um, he's got on a pinstriped suit with a pocket watch. Um, he's uh, he's very finely dressed, unlike Jean luc Like this, this man has well-tailored clothes that are well laundered as well. Could I say well more times?
0: Falk retaliated immediately against the vampire and killed it in one massive shot.
1: So yeah, he is. Um, his suit is badly singed, and he's laying there in a heap with his shotgun kind of, kind of uh, thrown off to the side of him to the right. <laughs> You're grounded.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tristan and Tom both burst into the apartment to find Falk and the dead vampire. Falk then went into the next room from whence the vampire had appeared and found a couple suitcases on the bed. Opening one, he found it was completely filled with vials of red liquid. And that's it! That's the summary of episode four. Like I said, if you want to suffer through the entire episode, you can jump down into the description, and there's a download link there. Otherwise, we'll see you on Prologue episode five.